Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where you'll get the tools you need to master your money, marketing, and your motivation. I'm your host, Haley Luckadoo, the money and marketing coach, motivational speaker, and huge Dr. Pepper lover who is on a mission to connect you with women who are incredible at what they do with the hope that you will leave inspired, educated, and motivated to create the life that sets your soul on fire. Welcome back, Females on Fire. Before we dive into another great episode, I'm excited to tell you about this week's show sponsor, The Money and Marketing Catalyst. It's my signature 12-week group program for entrepreneurs and small business owners who are ready to go from stuck to scaling. MMC, as we so affectionately call it, focuses on using my four-step core framework to find and fill the gaps in your sales and marketing processes and acts as the catalyst for leveling up your revenue and your content. If you're sick of constantly brainstorming new ways to make your revenue goals or tired of being on the hamster wheel of creating content that doesn't convert into sales, then this program was made for you because it is the only program of its kind that digs into both your business finances and sales processes and your marketing and social media strategies. Enrollment may not be open right now, but you can get on the wait list to save your spot for the next round. Just head over to applymmc.com to fill out a commitment-free application so our team can determine if the program is the right fit for you and give you more information. Don't spend three more months banging your head on your desk and asking yourself why your hard work isn't paying off. This program will sell out when enrollment opens. So take the first step to making a change by getting yourself on the wait list and applying for the Money and Marketing Catalyst today. Again, head over to applymmc.com to put in your application and get more details so you can start scaling the business you love and have the life you want to live. Hello, females on fire. I am super excited to bring you another amazing guest today. This is going to be such a good episode, such a juicy conversation. And I know you are just going to absolutely love this guest. So today I am chatting with Donna Bowling. Donna is a business and motivational coach, helping women gain confidence take action, and show up and stand out on Instagram. As a former casting director in LA, Donna has discovered talent for Disney, Nickelodeon, ABC, MTV, Fox, and more. Also, as a mom to two young, energetic boys, she truly understands what it's like to build a business and show up consistently while balancing hashtag mom life. She's also the host of the Amp It Up podcast, where she inspires women with tangible, actionable advice on how to show up, stand out, and start their businesses. Now, you can pretty much always find Donna either over on Instagram, where she's dishing out all the tips and all the amazing reels, or over on Clubhouse, which is actually how she and I met. She grew a following on Clubhouse very, very fast. 
and she's a super prominent person on the app. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is Clubhouse. How do you actually leverage Clubhouse for your business, grow a following over there, and translate that following into sales, into revenue, into, you know, actual customers and clients for your business. So Donna and I are going to be chatting. I'm going to be getting all of her amazing tips. We're going to talk about how you can better show up on the app, some things that you need to remember when jumping on Clubhouse, how to really run great rooms or find the right rooms to be in. And again, how to leverage the people on the app for your business and grow a following over there and really make great connections. So if you're not on Clubhouse, maybe this will get you started and get you excited about it. If you are on Clubhouse, but you feel like you're just not getting that traction or you're not totally sure how to find your people, then hopefully this episode gives you all the tips you need. But I am so excited for us to dive in with Donna. Hi, Donna. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so excited to talk to you in person after talking to you on Clubhouse all the time. I know. I know. It's so good to actually see your face other than just your little, your little profile picture on Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, the little, the little circle. Yeah, exactly. Well, I already introduced you at the top of the show, but if you will, just give everybody the behind the scenes. What's your journey been like to get here and what do you do now and all those fun details? Totally, totally. Well, I like to say that I have nine lives. <laughs> I feel like I have. Um, and I probably am only halfway through knowing me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm born and raised here in Los Angeles and I still live in LA. And my whole life I wanted to work in TV somehow. Like that was just my goal. When I was in um, fifth grade, I was obsessed with Beverly Hills 90210 and would see them filming around my house. And I would always like yell at my mom to stop the car and let me watch. And That's then when fantastic. I was in seventh grade, all I wanted for my birthday was to go to a live taping of Full House, which I ended up doing. And it was just, it kind of was like always in my mind, how can I work in the entertainment industry, in TV specifically? I was a TV addict growing up, watched every single episode of every single show. I, I did really well in school, but had to have the TV on to do my homework. And it worked out. So that was like my whole goal. I went to Santa Barbara for college, UC Santa Barbara. And when I graduated, I got a job in a casting office. So as a casting assistant on a Disney show at the time, it was called That's So Raven, the original That's So oh, Raven. I loved that show. I know. Well, who didn't, right? And it was my first job ever. Well, I was working, I had had internships, but this was my first job, like working on a set. Mm -hmm. And it was the best experience ever. I mean, our office was upstairs. We would audition the actors. Then the set was right below downstairs. So we could go up and down. We could see. I just liked standing there and watching people like do their thing on set. It was just so mm -hmm. fun. And so because I loved it so much, I was just really driven. And if you know me at all now, you know, I was not, I was not going to just like kind of passively be an assistant. I was growing and in 2007, I worked for a bunch of different shows in different offices. And then in 2007, I got my own show as a casting director on a Disney show called Sweet Life on Deck. Yeah. So that was the spinoff of Sweet Life of Zach and Cody with the Sprouse Twins. And I had a partner, Brandy. She and I were casting partners. And we were the like the youngest casting directors. I was 26 years old and casting my own show. So it was pretty, it was a pretty big deal. Um that being said, as I continued to do that, and I did that from 2007 to about 2016 or 15, 
um, I started to realize throughout that journey that here I had this job that on paper looked amazing. People would be so excited by it. People would hire me left and right to speak and to teach. And I would travel around the country, um, the world actually, you know, as a casting director because of this. I personally was feeling like something was missing. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming home to my husband. We had just moved into our new house in 2011. We just got married just moved into our new house. I just remember he was painting the fence and I think I was pregnant and I came home with, uh, no, I wasn't pregnant yet, but I came home and I I looked at him and I was like, do you like your job? And he's a camera operator. He works on, um, you know, Dancing with the Stars and The Bachelor and all of those reality shows. Um, and he was like, yeah, of course I like, like, yeah, I love it. He had just started that career, you know, a couple of years before. And he's like, you don't? And I was like, I don't think I do is that normal? Now I had a moment there where I was like, maybe I'm just being too um, hard on myself. Like maybe I'm expecting too much, but really I felt like I was doing something that felt really cool to others. And to me was not aligning with what my like super strengths were. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, as a casting director, you're kind of just like the middleman. You find this talent, you present it to the producers and to the studio and network. And if they like them, they go off and get the job and you're a kind of a forgotten piece of it. You never really get the credit, right? Like the producers or the studio or the network is always saying like, look what we found. And the casting director is kind of just like, okay, now if, if the uh, person does a bad job on set, you do get the call. Right, How did right. you let this happen or whatever? So it just felt like a little bit like we were just messengers and I loved being creative and talking and helping and inspiring and impacting. And I felt like I wasn't doing any of that. I was, ultimately, I thought, what is, what is my job here? Like, I'm just basically helping actors get a job. That to me didn't feel, it didn't feel impactful enough to me, you know, honestly. And, um, but I wasn't sure what else I could do. I just felt like a, that's all I went to school for. I mean, that, not even went to school for, I was a sociology major. That's all I have experience. And how could that translate to anything else? Right, um, right. Little did I know how much it could, but uh, I kind of had a, like a rock bottom moment in 2017. I, I took a job actually as a talent agent for a year, which I didn't like either. I quickly realized I didn't like the entertainment industry, but it was 2017 and I wasn't working for like three months because in casting, you have these breaks mm-hmm. between shows and you're just kind of waiting for the next job, which also really doesn't align with me as someone that loves to work. And it depresses me when I don't. Right. So I was unemployed. I had two kids now, one of them being, you know, a year and a half. I had a nanny because I assumed I was going to get a call to go on another job soon. So we were spending a lot of money. We were in debt because my husband and I are very used to making two incomes and I wasn't bringing any money in. And I was depressed. I was like really depressed and feeling just really lacking any ability to contribute. Like it just, it was awful. I also then got mono, which was crazy because yeah, really crazy. I was at 30, you know, seven years old or whatever, 35, six years old. I I have no idea how I got it. They say it's stress induced. Mm -hmm. Like it was probably sitting in my system a lot. And then the stress, but I had a 103 fever for five days. I was in bed with no idea what I had so depressed. Like, could you think of anything worse? Like you're already depressed. Now you're sick. Yeah. that's and awful. You know me, I love to exercise and move my body. So I didn't even have that outlet. And I just had a moment where I was like, it was like a come to Jesus moment where I was like, I got to figure something out. Like right now, I actually got on the phone with my sister who said, just 
this doesn't need to be your forever thing, but just take what you know you can do and do it. And I said, I know I can help actors get jobs. I'm going to start a business as a And I literally with 103 degree fever created a website, like on one of those apps um, or one of those programs. And I announced it on Facebook. And within 24 hours, I had my first client and it, it was crazy. But what happened was my business grew real fast. And within a bit over a year, I was making six figures cash from home with no overhead. It was the most insane thing. The problem was I was doing something I didn't love. I was coaching actors, which to me was not my ideal, you know, client. And I was burnt out like you wouldn't believe because every single dollar I made was actual work. I never had like that. I, 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 my business wasn't scalable in any way. Right. And I also didn't have business experience. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just living my life. So then I, um, I, I ended up hiring a business coach actually. In 2019, I ended up hiring a business coach for the first time. It was a $10,000 investment, a mastermind. And I joined it because one of my real life friends who I met on Instagram, she's a food blogger and we're very close. Mm -hmm. She was joining it. And I was like, I'll do whatever you do. Now, $10,000 to invest was mind blowing. Made me lose sleep. I've invested more now on a mastermind since, but at that time that was a scary ass investment. And I did it. And only then did I realize like, oh, I see where this can go. The Mm -hmm. big picture. And I remember going on the retreat for the mastermind and we were like mapping out our customer journey and I'm mapping this out of the actor. And she comes over to me, my coach, and she's like, what's going on? What, where are you stuck or whatever? And I was like, cause I don't want to do this. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? You don't want to do this. And I was like, I don't want to help actors. She said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to help female entrepreneurs. I want to help them grow their businesses using Instagram. And she's like, go do it. And I was like, I how me? I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, yeah, you do. Cause under 50, I had only had under 1500 followers at the time. And I was making so much money. So it was less about like how to grow on Instagram. It was more about how to really find those perfect people and connect with them. Mm -hmm. So then I pivoted my business at the end of 2019. Um, right before the pandemic, I pivoted, I full on like ripped the bandaid and said, I'm only working with female entrepreneurs. And for over a year now, that's been my, um, focus. That is my story. I gave you a long story. I love it. No, I always love hearing stories like this because I think it's just cool to hear how entrepreneurs became entrepreneurs. Cause I think we all have that moment where we're just like, what am I doing? Right. What am I doing? And, and how can I do something different? How can I do something more? Why am I not passionate about this? And I think it's cool that, you know, you asked your husband, like, do you love your job? And he was like, yeah, of course I love my job because that's what it should feel like. It really should. And, and it takes, it took me almost 40 years. I'm turning 40 this year. It took me 30, which I don't believe by the way, <laughs> I'm turning 30, 40 this year. But when I was 38, I finally felt aligned with my business, maybe even closer to 39. Like, and I'm still figuring it out. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is the end. I know my business is going to evolve. I'm going to, you know, hopefully write a book or become a, a more of a like prominent public speaker, all these things that I have in, in my dreams so this is not the end of it, but it's just so cool to know that, you know, for anyone that is listening to your podcast that is feeling a little bit like, is this it? Is this all that I'm supposed to be doing? Listen to that. And I'm really, really intent on telling people to listen to those feelings and act on them because not everyone has those feelings of wanting more. 
That's true. If you have those feelings of wanting more, if you have that like burning desire that doesn't go away, there's a reason for it, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So true. So true. So true. And I think too, like, I mean, just when you lean into that, like you you learn so much about yourself, right? In that process of, of being willing to pivot, willing to transition. Like I, I think that's when you really learn the most about who you are, what you're made of, you know, what you can really get through. And I, that's the cool thing for me about doing this show is hearing these stories, because I think they all have their fun little similarities of like that rock bottom moment of feeling like you're not passionate of wanting to pivot, but then also their little, you know, different nuances of coming from different industries and things like that. So it's so cool. So I love your story. That's amazing. Um, kudos to you for building such an incredible business in the short time that you've done it working with female entrepreneurs. Cause I know you're doing really well, especially over on Instagram now, thanks to clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. That's bananas. It's I'm still very yeah. surprised by it. So we got to dive into that. Cause that's what yeah. I want to talk about is clubhouse and all of your, your tips and your advice for our listeners. Um, so I've talked a little bit about clubhouse with them from my own personal experience, but I love getting to hear from people who are doing it even better than me, which you are, <laughs> Come on, you're killing it over on clubhouse. So let's talk about that. What are you doing on clubhouse? That's working. Maybe what do you see? That's not working. What's your strategy there? Yeah. So just like you, probably I joined at the beginning of January. I don't know when you joined, but January 1st or December 31st, I signed up. It took me a few days to kind of like get it. And I still mm -hmm. didn't get it. But what happened was I was on Instagram and one of my um, people that I follow on Instagram, she's an Instagram coach said, I'm holding a room. So now I was like, oh, it wasn't just these random people in random rooms. It was someone I actually followed and understood, you know, she, so she hosted a room. It was Monday, January 4th. I had just come back into the office after the holidays. My kid, one of my kids was back in, in class. The other one was on zoom. And I raised my hand for the first time because I had just like a little piece of, um, like a thought on something she had said. Mm -hmm. I was so nervous, freaked out. It was a room of probably like 50 or 60 people nothing huge, but it was so scary for me because I was now on stage with like the person that I had been following for a long time. And also another Instagram personality that has like a hundred some thousand followers on Instagram and was an Instagram like hero of mine, but I did it anyway. I just shared it. And what I did was I was very intentional. I knew off the bat kind of how to present myself so that it didn't come off annoying, long, pitchy, um, all about me. I showed up. I said, this is my name. This is what I do. And here's my tip. And I said it. And I, and I kept it real short. It's probably like 30 seconds, maybe a minute. I came back to Instagram. I had 25 new Instagram followers and 10 DMs including one from my Instagram hero who had a hundred some thousand followers saying, there loved you what you had to say. Would you be interested in guest coaching for my program? What? And the moment. Yeah, it was, it was insane. That was the moment where I was like, this is unlike anything I've ever seen. I have to get more. And so starting January 4th, I never skipped one day on clubhouse. So if you are really like trying to grow on Clubhouse and really trying to use it to grow your business, the first thing you have to do is dedicate a lot of time. You yep. do. You have to be on Clubhouse. You can't grow on Clubhouse by showing up once a week. I mean, you can. So true. It's just going to take forever. Um, true. I'm on there every day. I am on there when I am not with clients 
or interviewing people from my podcast or getting interviewed on yeah. a podcast <laughs> courses. I'm on there when I'm not like, it's actually really challenging because I have to actually physically turn my phone like on airplane mode. So I don't go right. on it or whatever, because it's, it's very addicting. And sometimes I have to kind of like force myself to put it away so I can work on my content or whatever. But I have found ways every single day to be on that, on the app in intentionally in the right rooms. And so this is the important part because a lot of people, I just got a DM actually last night, I was in a um, clubhouse bio audit room mm -hmm. as one of the moderators with a bunch of the people that I moderate rooms with. I was only there for a little bit. I actually don't love those rooms for me. Like it stresses me out to audit people's bios live, but, um, but I was in there for just a few minutes. I come back to my Instagram and I have a DM saying it's from a, she's from, she's a realtor. And she goes, I listened to you, um, talk about what you were talking about. I don't understand clubhouse. Like I don't get why I'm spending my time just listening to other people talk. Right. And so this what this did for me was like, wow, this is what a lot of people think of Clubhouse. Like, I don't mm -hmm. get it. Why am I in here just like listening to people? Well, if you're in Clubhouse and spending time there and never being on stage and talking, you're doing it wrong. So, <laughs> right, right. So like, that's the, that's the second step. The first step is dedicating good amount of time. The second step is raising your hand and you got to, yes. you got to raise your hand and you got to get on stage because no one will know who you are if you're down in the audience, right? I mean, maybe you'll get like one new follower because someone randomly clicks on your page. But if you want to really grow or collaborate or find people, you got to raise your hand. So then it comes down to when you're raising your hand, how to present yourself on stage so that you're not like the person that someone says, oh my God, who is this? Never following her. You want them to follow you. And the way to do that is really perfecting either your question, your piece of advice, your pitch, your, your introduction, your story. And so those are kind of like the main things. And then finally, it's all about hosting your own rooms. I, you know, I know you host huge rooms. I host big rooms. Like that is the key because when you're the top host of a big room and you're giving out value and you're giving entertainment for your audience, they're going to come and follow you, whether it's on Clubhouse or Instagram. And then finally, I tell people to follow me. <laughs> like, I'm not scared to ask for it. I'm not scared to say like, guys, follow me on Instagram. That's important. Yeah. That part is so important. And I think people are so scared to do that. But I, I love, this is what I think is crazy. So I have heard so many people that they're like, oh, well, I don't get it. I'm just sitting in the audience listening to people. And then I've heard people that are like, oh, well, I got up on stage in some rooms, but I'm asking a question or... I'm just adding one tip and I'm getting some followers, but this isn't turning into customers for me. So what does that look like for you with converting people where now they're going and they're following you on Instagram, but are you also getting paid customers from it? Cause I know I am, but I want to hear from somebody else that this is working for them. This is growing their business. So how has that changed for you? And what does that look like with actually getting them to convert? Totally. It's a great question. I mean, I think it's just additionally to like why we show up on Instagram and why we show up on our stories all the time is to, we've heard this a million times to build no like and trust, right? Like that's the thing. Clubhouse gives you another, another avenue and a stronger, almost more intimate avenue to build that no like and trust. Like Haley, for you, this is our first time ever speaking per, in person, but I don't feel like we don't know each other. I feel like right. I know you so well. And that's <laughs> exactly I like, I, I literally could have never seen your face before today, but because we've talked so many times, you feel like you're friends. Exactly. And that's the goal is to show up so consistently 
on Clubhouse that people seriously feel like they're your friends and you feel like they're yours. So what I do is in addition to say, hey, come and follow me over on Instagram, what I did the first couple months, uh, like month and a half, is I had a freebie that I created specifically for Clubhouse and Instagram people because I knew most of the people that were coming over to me are from Clubhouse. So I already can kind of check that off. They're definitely on Clubhouse. Now I know they're on Instagram. Check. And a lot of them are coming over to me and following me because they need to grow on both platforms. So I'm going to create a free guide that's going to teach them how to host the best clubhouse room. And that's what I did. And with just that free guide, not only was I getting them to convert as followers, but I was getting them to convert as with their emails. So I gained over three, 400, I can't remember, in within a month email addresses, which is a lot of new people. For me, it is a lot. And, um, and then so with that, I then use those emails as a way to now um, nurture and then sell. I had a course called Amp Up Your Clubhouse that I just filled. And that's my four-week course. Now, eventually, it's probably going to turn into a digital course or maybe a mastermind or something along those lines. And I also have one-on-one -on -one intensives if someone really wants like the bio audit and the super strategy on what they need to do. But I think when it comes to converting people... Your profiles on Clubhouse and Instagram and your persona on Clubhouse and Instagram really have to align. Yes. If you are like this motivational powerhouse on Clubhouse and then they go over to your Instagram and it's just like pictures of your brand or like pictures of your kids or whatever, it's not going to convert. If you're, you have to think about what your message is and who you're trying to attract and you have to do the same in both places. Then on Instagram, you have to make sure you're showing up in story daily. Because if you're not showing up in stories, the people that are following you have no idea who you are after a week, right? They're going to yes. be like, who do you follow here? And then, um, and your picture also needs to be the same on both Instagram and Clubhouse. I'm a strong believer because we associate those little avatars, yep. <laughs> right? And then um, finally, at the end of, I think like, you know, I was talking to my friend who's a mental health therapist and she asked the same question. She's like, how do I convert people? Like, what's the best way to convert them? The goal is that, you know, yes, I work in Instagram. So it does make sense that I would get a lot of new followers because everyone needs the Instagram and the clubhouse. But for her, I said, why don't you create a guide that says how to tell your story without trauma dumping on clubhouse? Because all these new people are coming from clubhouse. So, you know, they're going to need, so everyone can create an opt-in or a course that has something to do with their niche, but on clubhouse. Right. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Because I've heard so many people and I've got friends and people in masterminds and all this who are like, well, I tried it, but I don't think my people are there. Yeah. And I'm like, last I heard there were what, 10 million plus, I think it's like closer to 15 million now people on the app. Right. Yeah. And they're getting ready to launch it for Android. So, I mean, the odds yeah, that you don't there. have clients there are very slim. Like, so I'm going to use my friend who's a food blogger. She said the same thing. She goes, I can't take this on. Like she has a huge Instagram community. She's very, very present with them. She has like 70,000 followers and she's been showing up daily. That's how I found her. And you fall in love with her just watching her stories. So she's like, that's my people. Why do I need to go to Clubhouse? So I said this, I said, number one, you can meet new people on Clubhouse that will come over to your Instagram if you're interested. But if you're not even interested in growth, those that are on Instagram that follow you and love you, they don't get to communicate back and forth with you. They can only DM you a question and maybe you DM them back. But to be able to have a one-on-one -on -one, like conversation with who they love following on Instagram in a clubhouse room will make them feel like they're talking to a celebrity 
right? Like if you've been following someone on Instagram for five years and all of a sudden you're on a stage with them, that's exciting. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's exactly. what I get a lot. Like on Instagram, I mean, on Clubhouse, I'll get someone that comes up and they're like, I've been following you on Instagram for two years. I'm fangirling right now. I'm like, me? But I think there's, you forget that like, I don't know, that same thing happened to me the other day. I was on a stage with this, do you know who Tiffany Lee Bymaster is? Coach yep. Glitter. Yep. <laughs> I've been following her for so long on Instagram. And I was like, same. girl, you're on my stage. I'm dying. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's what's crazy is I feel like in the past, you know, social media is so beautiful for connecting us with people that we would never be able to connect to, right? You get to see a peek into people's lives and see the behind the scenes, you know, over on Instagram, watching their stories and stuff like that. And you get to comment, maybe they comment back and you have a DM conversation and it's cool to feel like you're a part of their life, but it's still, you're the fan, right? You're the onlooker into their life and you're getting that little tiny highlight reel of what they show you over on clubhouse. I feel like it's an entirely different world because I mean, somebody that you've been literally following for years and like fangirling over can pop into your room at any given minute and you pull them up and you have a legitimate conversation. Yeah, it's crazy. And it also, what's really crazy about it is this idea that you are an, it's an equalizer in so many ways. Like my friend, Emily Lyons holds these huge rooms. She has a hundred (laughs) thousand followers on Instagram. It's crazy. Like that's crazy, right? I don't know. And I know she's not buying them because we've talked so much about buying followers and stuff. She's just legitimately grown really, really well. Now, I probably, if I sent her a DM on Instagram before Clubhouse, I don't know if she would see it. I don't know if she would respond. I don't know. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah, like it would be, she'd be like, oh, she's just another. But because she saw me on a stage or I came in her room or whatever, I can't remember. We're legitimately friends now. So Clubhouse, and that's, and that I feel that with people that come into my rooms that have 200 Instagram followers, they probably think, oh, I would never really get to know Donna. Well, number one, that's not true because I respond to almost every single DM that I see. I hope, because I do forget sometimes because they get like buried. (laughs) But, you know, I think it's really, it's an equalizer in so many ways, you know? It really is. It really is. And that's what I love about it. That's what I think is kind of game changing about it a little bit, just because- I do think it's such a great platform to grow a business, to grow your following, to really like advance what you're doing, but it's coming from that. I hate to use the word authentic, but it's coming from that really authentic place of saying like, Hey, you know, I'm no better than you. We're, you know, we're on the same stage. We're talking about the same topic, but here's how I can help you. Here's how my business could help you out. Right. So you're getting clients, but it's not like, it's just not like our traditional marketing, right. With having to put in a bunch of money for ads or something. And then, you know, they come to you and they get into your funnel and all of this stuff. It's, this is the new top of your funnel now, right. Is hearing you on clubhouse and going, Oh, I really like her. I really connect with her. I really resonate with what she's saying. I like her personality. And I think you're just getting so much more of that now through clubhouse than what you can get with anything else. And it's also like, it goes both ways, right? Because then there's people that you're like, you've been obsessed with on Instagram because you're, they're like, they have the best content and they're so pretty or their pictures are so great or whatever. And then you go on a clubhouse stage with them and you're like, what? Exactly. Exactly. I I don't know if that's happened to you where I'm like, yes, yes. can't hold a conversation. And I'm like, wow, this person's not who I thought they were. Yeah. No charisma, no energy. 100%. 
And I think that that's like, that's what I'm attracted to is energy and charisma, especially yes. on Clubhouse, but just in life in general. If I go into a room and it feels dead and it feels not dead in terms of how many people, dead in terms of energy, like it's just like right. black lined, I can't be there. Like I'm out. I can't. Exactly. A hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. And I think that's, what's cool is I think in the past, people have been able to spend so much money to look really good on Instagram, right? Like not just like, you know, hair and makeup done, but like really make their Instagram look good. They've got all this branding and, you know, scripts planned out for what to say and all of this kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And now we're seeing on clubhouse who really has it and who doesn't, who really has the energy and that personality and that authenticity and that ability to lead people versus just kind of paying for that leadership role. Right. And I also, yeah, totally. And I also want to say that I think it's really important that you're seeing entrepreneurs that are very busy, like you and I, right. We have full on businesses, podcasts. I have kids, like, it's just really crazy. And I'm spending my time intentionally on clubhouse, not in a vain way, but because I want to show to my audience, like, I'm going to give you all this for free. I'm going to give you all these tips for free. I'm going to entertain you, educate you, all the things for free because all it's doing is just growing trust. I want I want people to trust that this is who I am. We do it on our podcast all the time. We do it on our Instagram, but this is just another option. I think anyone that is spending a lot of times, a lot of time on Clubhouse doing that is like, it just uplifts them in my book as an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're out there trying to impact people. Absolutely. So true. So I want to ask you about that. How are, and I know you're spending a lot of time on clubhouse. I know you're on there every single day, hosting amazing rooms, which if you're listening, you guys, they are absolutely amazing. If you're not in Donna's rooms, what are you doing? Um, but how are you balancing everything else? Like, how are you balancing the rest of your life and client calls and whatever else you have to do? Because I feel like that's the hesitation for a lot of people is, well, I want to get on it. I'm willing to spend the time if I think it's going to, you know, convert for me, but I still have to balance the rest of my life. How are you doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what's cool is that I've really minimized my one-on-ones. The reason why is because that is draining for me. And so if I do have a one-on-one, it's either like a super high ticket one-on-one package. So I'm weeding out people that aren't serious because I was spending a lot of time working one-on-one with people that weren't serious and weren't taking action. And you might as well like pull my hair out. I can't handle it. So I'm very, very intentional about only taking on clients that I know are ready to actually make changes. And because of that, I charge good money because I don't want people to sign up just because, right? Secondly, my other one-on-ones are either one-off intensive. So it's just one hour or I give them, um, like upgrades on my program. So I have some one-on-ones there. So other than those one-on-ones, my only other time that I'm working coaching is two hours a week because I have two programs. That's it. So Monday I am coaching one program and Wednesday I'm coaching another program. The other stuff that I'm doing, obviously if I'm recording a podcast, I can't multitask. I can't be on clubhouse, (laughs) but if I am creating slides, if I'm creating content, if I'm creating, um, you know, email address, the emails or whatever, I can have Clubhouse on in the background as long as I'm not the lead moderator. When I am, when I scheduled all these rooms out, I time block them. I block them out of my calendar because if I am hosting a room, I can't multitask. You know how it is. When you're hosting oh, yeah. a room, you're sitting there looking at your phone. And if you're doing other things, you're not doing a good job. Right. So, so, so like, 
I don't know how long I'll be able to, how sustainable this will be to be the lead host on five rooms a week or four rooms a week. But for now it's working so well for me and it gives me life and energy. And I may kind of like, you know, cut out a couple rooms. Like for example, yesterday I scheduled a pop-up, um, 12 30 PM room. And at 12 15, I was like, what am I doing? I don't want to, I don't have the energy in me. I don't need to do it. And I just, that's the cool thing about clubhouse. You can just cancel. Like no one's going to, it's not like anyone's like, you know, maybe even if they put it on their calendar, it's not like they've driven out of their way or paid money. You don't have to feel bad. Exactly. Um, and they'll find another room to jump into. So, so I, I like just having that freedom, but I also am very big on consistency. I want people to rely on me. I know people expect my Sunday morning room. I know people expect my, you know, Friday room. So I, for right now it works really well. Plus like on a Sunday, for example, I not only get to hang out with really good friends like you, right? Like I get to hang out with people that make me happy. It's funny. We enjoy our, the, the black, the back channel. We oh, laugh. Your Sunday room like, is the best. It's my it's favorite. So room. Of <laughs> and it's like the back channel is always so great because I do believe you bring people around that are kind of similar to you, which are oh, yeah. high energy, like funny people. And then I come back to Instagram and I'm like, oh, I just got 88 new followers, like in two hours. And there are people that were listening to my room and they're interested in growing on Instagram and clubhouse. They're ideal clients. How can we turn this down? Exactly. But the other times, if I'm a lead, if I'm a moderator on a, on a room of maybe 10 mods or whatever, I can totally multitask. That's the whole thing. I put my AirPod in, I can cook my kid's dinner. I can, uh, you know, do my makeup. I can even blow dry my hair. I can go on a walk with my dogs. I'm doing things all day long on Clubhouse. It's not that I'm just like this all day long. <laughs> I think that's the part that's so important is, you know, if you think about back when like Instagram really got started or even just you know, what was it a year and a half ago that TikTok really took off? And I mean, we transition our marketing strategies all the time for these new platforms. And okay. we, we build out our calendars all the time for how we're going to adapt to these new social media platforms. So I don't understand the, the thought process behind, well, clubhouse is so much time, so I can't do it. It's such a time drain because you can be doing other things. And I think that's the cool thing about it is you can't really do like an Instagram live and do other things. You no. can't batch record TikTok videos and also do other things. You can't record podcasts and really do other things. Not well anyway. So this is the kind of cool thing about clubhouse is that you can be doing other things. You can be, you know, doing other things in your business or your personal life and still get things done. And I think that's, what's so important here is just that intention piece yeah. of saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to be smart about how I use my time on the app and what I'm doing while the app is open, you know, in my business, in my personal life with, with the tasks that I have to get done. So yeah. I like that. I like that kind of time blocking it out. Cause I think that's an important piece of it, of that balance. And I also want to say, I think it's also really important to take this experience and this opportunity right now as early adopters on a platform, like take it by the horns and don't let go because what's happening is it, if we just decide like, okay, clubhouse, I'll, I'll attack clubhouse in September. I'm too busy right now. By September, the app will be very, very different. The amount of people on it will be very different and it will be much harder to find your circle and grow right now. I feel like even though there's 10 million people in the app worldwide, we are like the OG circle, right? Like yes. we are the people that have been on since day one, it feels like, even though we haven't been. And like, you see your friends, like you go through the hallway yep. and you're like, oh, do I want to hang out with Haley or should I hang out with, you know, Rocky or maybe Rachel or Rita today? You know, you kind of like see your, your friends. And so what's cool about it is like, 
I don't know. It feels like you're in a real life, like a conference, right? And you yes, walk into a party exactly. and you're like, hey, friend. Exactly. I don't know if you join the app, you know, I don't know how it's going to be 10 months from now. If it's going to feel like that cozy and comfy, I don't know. But I, if I were you, I would jump in now. I think the early adopters of anything are always the ones who see the most benefit from it, right? Because it's 100%, so much easier. Which is, which is why I am committed and I am making sacrifices in other areas. For example, I have a podcast. I know you have a podcast. I am not listening to as many podcasts. A hundred. That's true. That's true. I'm not. I'm not. Now my podcast numbers are doing well. So I'm, people are yeah. actually finding my podcast and listening. But I think because not everyone is as addicted to clubhouses like you and I are. Right. <laughs> but I think for me, if I have two hours of a break between clients, I'm going to go on clubhouse. Go on clubhouse. Yep. If I don't, and but this is my rule. This is my rule, Haley. If I don't see a room that I am like wanting to be in, my friends yeah. are in something amazing. If I don't see that right off the bat, or if I go into a couple rooms that look interesting and they're just not like doing it for me, I give mm-hmm. myself just like a few minutes of that. And then I leave, I leave the app because I will not stay on the app just to find a room in it. If it doesn't pop out or like my friends are That's doing smart. Yeah. So what I'll do is on those days I'll go and now I'll say, I still want to listen to something. Let me go listen to a good podcast or let me listen to a really great book, like a, you know, a self-development business book. So be smart about Clubhouse. Don't be on just to be on. If you're not immediately finding something that's interesting or exciting you, that's your, like your time is your social. It's like your currency. Like you cannot get your time back. Exactly. And I think it just goes right back to that intention. Yeah. Just really making sure that your time on the app is worth it the same way you would with anything else. I love that. All right. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. I have one fun question for you that I'm dying to know Bring on the before we dive into the really fun rapid fire round. What is the most common word or phrase that you think gets thrown? It's so overused on clubhouse that it's crazy. I'm very curious what it is. It's value. (laughs) Yes. I've been asking this question a lot lately and I've heard some really good answers, but I think that keeps coming up over. I mean, it's value, chime in, it's piggyback, it's at, can I add something? It's, I'd also like to add. I think I, I'm, will never look at the term piggyback the same ever again. I'm so done with it now. It's over. Never again. I'm done with it now. Never. I love that. that. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, I'm so done with the term add value. And I'm like, we've got to come up with like a new way to say that now, yeah. because it's exhausting to have to be like, Oh, are, are you here? Are you here to add value? Or I just want to add some value to the room or whatever. So I was curious if yours was the same as mine and it was, <laughs> but this has been awesome. All right. We are going to dig into the rapid fire round. These are just some really fun, quick, fast paced questions to close the show, uh, that I love finding out from my guests. So are you ready? always. <laughs> what is one part of your morning routine that you love? My workout. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. We have a lot of people that, that do a workout in the morning. I cannot, I have no energy in the morning. <laughs> you do your work. You work out in the afternoon. Yes. Oh yes. my God. Who are I, you? You're an alien. I'm a night owl though. I can't, I have no energy in the morning. It, oh, morning so mornings yeah, do not bring me joy. <laughs> I'm the opposite. If I'm up late at night, I get like super anxious and stressed out. I need to be in bed. Oh, I do my best work around midnight. What time do you go to bed? Like two in the morning. And then what time do you want? Like eight or nine. I I, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. (laughs) 
I feel stressed out just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. I am not your normal entrepreneur. Everybody has these no, perfect morning routines. That's BS. That's such BS. Actually, Haley, you are a normal entrepreneur because you made yourself a great life. That's based true. On your own schedule. That is true. That is true. Amazing. Everybody, everybody always had these amazing morning routines and I tried it for so long. And then I was like, nope, this is not working out. It's you got to work. When you're the most efficient. And if that's night, that's night. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. What is the last book that you read or listened to? I know clubhouse probably threw a ringer in that, no, but <laughs> no, it's actually, I'm reading a book right now while I'm listening to a book right now that I'm loving. Well, I'll tell you the one that I just finished because Clubhouse, someone suggested it on Clubhouse and I've been hearing about it for years. It's called The Four Agreements. It's, uh, I mean, it's been around for so long. It's short. It's a a genius book all about four yeah. ways to improve your life. Right now I'm listening to Brag Better, which is a book um, all about kind of how to talk about yourself with more authority and confidence. Ooh, cool. without feeling like, yeah, it's kind of how to sell yourself well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those two. I love that. I haven't read the brag better. I'm going to have to look that up. I, now. I just started it. Really I love good. books like that. So I'm, yeah. I'm in it. That's awesome. What is something that you're looking forward to in the upcoming season? I'm turning 40 June 11th. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'm planning a girl's trip. My girls yes. are planning it for me, even if it's just here in LA, but we're going to get a hotel and like do a whole like staycation as um, you should. And then in July, I go to Vegas for the first time to the National Speaker Association with two girlfriends that I met on Clubhouse, Rita and Rachel. We're going so to Vegas. We're all flying in from different places. And I get to like network with who I want to work with. Right. So that's kind of exciting. That's awesome. Yes. I've gotten to meet a few people in person that I met on Clubhouse. And now I'm just like, this is what we do now. This is, I want to meet everybody met in, person in your city. Yeah. Yeah. We've wow. in my city and just kind of close nearby, but a couple yeah. people. And I'm like, I want to meet everybody. I want to meet everybody in person. It's I, know, I love doing Zooms like this with the Clubhouse. Yes. It's so nice to see people talk. Exactly. Exactly. I just want to get to know everybody like more than what we can talk about in Clubhouse rooms. So okay. I love it. That's awesome. What is one tool or platform besides Clubhouse <laughs> that you use in your business that you just swear by? You love it. I mean, obviously Instagram is massive. Um, my my team uses Slack and ClickUp. And I think without Slack, I would have no idea what was going on because I miss emails left and right. And I just struggle. I struggle. Like that's my struggle in my business and in my life. And I don't know what it means, but I I get... I, I'm a procrastinator and I get very disorganized. So okay. I need a team that keeps me going because I would forget to do everything. Yeah. I love that. I love that. We have so many like Trello, Asana, ClickUp, Slack, like those types of recommendations. And I'm always like, everybody just needs something to keep them organized. That's the There's much. There's too much the, happening. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. I never, I never could get into Slack much. I'm, I don't know why it just was not my thing, but I'm I've, I've tried so many times and I'm like, why don't I get how this works? <laughs> it's too complicated for me. I think. Hmm. All right. Last rapid fire question. And this is a tough one. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? God, so many, I told you it was but a tough one. <laughs> that's the hardest question I've ever heard. I think the best advice that I've ever been given and that I tell people all the time is like, just do the scary thing. That's like kind of the basis of my business. Everything I do is scary as, as all, you know, but I do it anyway. 
I love that. I love that so much. Just push through the fear and do it. Face your fear and run towards it. Yeah. Most of the time it works out so much better for you when you do. hundred percent. The reward at the end of it is, is, you know, mind blowing yeah. for the most part. Unless oh. your fear is like jumping off a building. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have a very big parachute. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. What yeah. are you promoting right now? What you got going on? So I live on Instagram and Clubhouse. So my Instagram is at this is Donna Bowling and my name is spelled D-A-N-A. Um, Instagram, I mean, Clubhouse, I'm at, at Donna Bowling, my name. Um, I have a website, DonnaBowling.com. Those are the three places you can really find me. I, right now I have three programs, two programs, Amp Up Your Instagram and Amp Up Your Clubhouse. Those are both group coaching programs, but I also have a program, Amp Up Your Reels. It's a digital course, which helps a lot of people figure out how to create a reel. And then also I have um, one-on-one coaching and intensives and stuff. So those are the best ways to find me. Perfect. And we will link all of that in the show notes. So if you guys are listening, go check that out. And trust me, you want to be in Donna's clubhouse rooms. She's Donna spelled Dana. That's how you can find her. Just listen for that. Cause she says it in every room Yeah, <laughs> and people still get it wrong. So true. <laughs> Drives me crazy. Every single time I'm in a clubhouse room with you and somebody says, Dana, I'm like, it's Donna. It's so many texts. I get so many DMs like WTF, but you know what? What can you do? It's a visual thing. Every time, every time. Well, I love it. This conversation has been amazing. Thank you so much for just giving our listeners some of your time and all of the advice. And I'm hoping we encourage somebody to go get their booty over on Clubhouse. Who has been slacking on it. Yeah. I love that. Amped up on Clubhouse. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you, Haley. I can't wait to see you later on Clubhouse. That's it for this time. Don't forget to head over to the show notes at femalesonfirepodcast.com to grab bonus content from our guests, support the show, or grab your Females on Fire swag. If you loved this episode, give us a quick shout out on Instagram by tagging at Females on Fire. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday for a brand new episode to keep you fired up for those big dreams.